If you're offended by crude humor, foul language, or dodgy decision-making, Rolf is Stupid might not be for you. Welcome back to Rolf is Stupid, a not-so-serious D&D podcast, which sees a bunch of mates head into the Fey world to find out what happened to Zabilna and look for their lost items. I'm Chris, your DM, and fun fact about Talmy Hill, is that it, he, she, I don't know what sex it is, it's a hill, but it has eight legs. One of which I was uh, hunted by. A few of you were punted by its legs. Not stunzy though. So does that make it an arachnid? Uh, makes it a hill. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it still makes it an arachnid. No. I don't know. Because there are, <laughs> the bug there are other things uh, such as octopus that have eight legs that aren't spiders. It's just yes. a, a spider in the sea. There are sea spiders. <laughs> Is it not an octahill then? Wait, wait, there are sea spiders? Like yeah, absolutely. Oh, sweet. I'm never uh, going to again. Yep. Yeah, damn. I was going to escape to the sea if there was ever a spider apocalypse. Mate, you live in Australia. It's ruined a spider my plan. apocalypse everywhere. You get some so sweet true. underwater spiders that can create an air bubble around them. So they could help you breathe if you were trapped underwater? You'd have to ingest if the spider like. with the air bubble. <laughs> yeah. Can it create the air bubble <laughs> in your lungs? Well, your lungs have to be full of water to create the bubble. You're going to awaken a trauma in people listening to the show. <laughs> it's what I'm Oh, yeah. For. Maybe don't <laughs> include the spider. The lungs, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Tim. I'm playing Schwangberry. A uh, fun fact about him his personal best is seven skips from a skipping stone. Nice. I'm Lewis. I'm playing Edrelin. And I wouldn't say Edrelin is scared of shiny things, but he doesn't love them. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dean. I play Felix Fortunia. Fun fact about Felix: uh, he hates mirrors because he doesn't trust his reflection. Yeah, Baywald will do that to you. <laughs> mirrors are shiny, so Edgelin probably doesn't love them either. <laughs> yeah, he also doesn't like the color they are. He actually doesn't know what color they are. They're me colored. Hey, I'm Bren. I'm playing Stunzy, and a fun fact about Stunzy is his favorite food is lemons. <laughs> What? I would I would have thought it was mushrooms. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so it makes it funnier. You did mention lemon party last episode. That's <laughs> <laughs> all he's it's all he's playing for. It's gonna get everyone to his party. I'm uh Macca, I play just a tip, and I have been known to get a certain delicate area magically bleached. Which one? How how often? <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably around about, you know, once every two, 10 days. It's not just. <laughs> it's a bucket of bleach. It's a bucket of something. <laughs> bucket. All right, all right, all right. Let's just get into a recap before this goes any further. <laughs> Is it just the tip? <laughs> <laughs> In the last episode, Felix jumps straight into the bum bag while the group learnt a bit about Sir Jeffacocious Tulliver and some of the Prismere lore. Particularly, the Prismere is now divided into three parts, Hither, Tither, and Yon, with each location controlled by a powerful hag. The hags are sisters and can't stand each other. That's why they've divided Prismere. Almar directed the group to a prophetic serpent and to a key goblin who lives nearby on Talamy Hill. Deciding to visit the goblin first, you eventually ran into, or should I say, Talamy Hill ran into you guys. Speaking with Talamy Hill, you found out it's quite sad because it can't roam Prismere like it used to, and that the key goblin, Jingle Jangle, 
hasn't left her home after being attacked by herring guns recently. Once at Jingle Jangle's home, you discover a herring gun ransacking the joint, and so you follow after it down a hole, only to discover a dark den where Jingle Jangle is tied up and being tormented. You fight what you initially think are herring guns, but are actually disguised mean locks, evil fey critters born from the emotion of overwhelming fear. And we pick up with Jester just delivering the final bow to kill the last chunky mean lock. Damn, motherfucker. <laughs> Let's check on Jingle Jangles. Is Jingle Jangles okay? Yeah, let's have a chat. Jingle Jangle, so happy you saved me. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, um, there was an ulterior motive. We think we needed to come here for a key. Jingle Jangle has so many keys. We want to unlock yeah. the cage. Yeah, do yeah, one for a little cage. cage. That we need to get unlocked. We'll show the cage. Oh, jeez. Let's get up to Jingle Jangle's workshop and I'll have him out in a jiffy. Let's do it. <laughs> Cool. As you start leaving, you notice uh, the dents start to vibrate and shake and start closing in on itself now that the mean locks aren't there anymore. And you all make it up through the hole as it closes in on you. Oh, that was exciting. Ooh. So you want Jingle Jangle to free this little dragon, eh? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you can. If you can Jeff, open that cage. Hey, I'm Jeff. How the fuck you going? <laughs> Sorry about the mess. Those things really messed up the joint, didn't they? What were they doing after you? I think what happened was I got so scared that I conjured these things into existence. What are you scared and for? Jingle Jangle's scared that the herring guns are going to come back and beat the bejesus out of her again. Jesus, oh. that's the fucking loop. Jingle Jangle went digging for truffles in the swamp when a bunch of herringons jumped me from behind some bushes and beat the bejesus out of me. They stole my truffles and now I think I have PTSD. And you see her looking around and she's getting sweaty again, just thinking Jeez. about it. Rabbit I'm a bit worried they're going to come back and beat me up more. They won't come back. Yeah. Not the herringons we've run into. <laughs> Don't worry, you're safe with us. Jester, I think you need to like open some windows when you bleach your <laughs> nether regions. <laughs> <laughs> As um, Jingle Jangle was chatting with you, she was rummaging through some stuff and looking for a certain object. Um, she whips out a long metal tube. It's about a foot long. She strikes it against Jeff's cage. And it magically opens. It's a chime of opening if anyone is playing at home and is interested. Uh, all right. As Jeff uh, leaves the cage, I go up and formally introduce myself. Hey, Jeff. He looks at you. A grin comes across his face. <laughs> May I take your name? <laughs> That's not, I'm, I'm, under, I'm under you, Jeff. I'm uh, bloody good at it. And he sack touch you. <laughs> I giggle. Oh. Yeah, he walks over to Jingle Jangle and says, thanks, love. I need that. And she in turn says, thanks so much for getting rid of those things. As a token of my appreciation, you guys can pick out one of these. And she walks over and under her bed, she digs up a little, uh, whatever the fantasy version of a suitcase is and shows you a prized collection of hers. What do you got mm. in your rucksack? This one vibrates. This one gyrates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's got a suction cup on it. You can put it on a window or a mirror. Just don't put it on your, like, the mirror of the front of your house because you can get arrested for that. I mean, that would really terrify both Edrelin and Felix. Is it a bunch of keys? It sure is, because she's the key goblin. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh. oh. Cool. Oh. So she shows you a wide uh, variety of different looking keys. These are some of her prized possessions. Some seem powerful and have magic attuned to them and some look mighty cool. You each can pick one key. Yeah, that's oh my. awesome looking keys there. Okay, so I I see one with what looks like a clock face on it and lots of gears and 
whatnot poking out the side of the handle of it. I, I, I pick up that one. It kind of looks like a steampunk clock key. Cool. You get the clockwork key. Uh, this was misplaced by Scabatha Nightshade. If pushed against a humanoid and spun clockwise, the creature's body ages a year, with the opposite happening if it's spun counterclockwise. The key becomes non-magical when it is spun eight times. Okay. Nice. Uh, I, I reach in and I grab a key where the head is frozen with icicles dripping off it because it's the coolest key. <laughs> hey, yo. You have obviously the ice key. This key is made of solid, clear ice that is always humid but never truly melts. As an action, you can cast the Prestidigitation cantrip from it, but only to chill one cubic foot of non-living material for one hour. Cool. As I'm assessing the keys, I'll reach over and I will take the key that most looks like a dagger. Yeah, that was my second choice. It was a toss-up between that one and the, uh, the time one. Jester, you pick the keyblade. This key can somehow cut things, even though it appears to be just a key. It can be used as a magical dagger, but deals one slashing damage. But it automatically hits, but only deals one slashing damage. Yeah, right. I sort of like the, it's a key. I don't really know what it is. It sort of looks like a wheel or a compass of some description at the end of the key, but almost like a ship's steering wheel. Cool. You uh, reach in and pick up the silvered key. It's a neat-looking key. It's not as shiny as the other ones. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just a neat-looking key. Sorry. Oof. All right. I, I, I was thinking Brendan had the worst key. I'm going to take that back <laughs> and say that uh, Edrilin now got the worst key. I was pretty upset with what my key did, but thinking about it, I could trade time with people. Yeah, I could man. take a year off their life for something. You could make Felix... <laughs> Come back to a, a come back yeah. age a little bit. I was originally thinking that, but I was like, uh, yeah, that's not really going to benefit us at all. So you all uh, you all grab your each keys from Jingle Jangle. She smiles at you and is like, "Thank you so much for helping me out, Jingle Jangle. Will forever be appreciative." Thank you. Why you might be wondering how I got this way? Well, I sought out the help of Bavlorna in a desperate attempt to undo what I thought was a terrible curse. Wherever Jingle Jangle went, I felt a fear of being caught in the wrong side of a door. When I told Bavlona, the hag removed my ability to perceive that fear and replaced it with an insatiable and overwhelming need to collect keys. But it's not all bad. I like keys. They're my friends. Right. <laughs> what would you like to do from here? Alright, sweet. Let's uh let's hit the road. Get on our way. Can we have a short rest? Um it's probably been quite a while. You probably realise now that you're actually pretty tired. You're bordering on getting to exhaustion levels. Sweet, I want a long rest then. Yeah, uh I ask Jingle Jangle if we can um maybe just chill and, and rest after that uh big fight we had. You can rest in my den or we can go tell me to make you a nice cozy area to rest. Awesome. If only we had like a key that creates a little tiny hut. You all walk outside. Um, I'm going to say Jingle Jangle comes with you and all the awakened trees around notice and start swaying and you feel a nice gentle breeze and a nice like song in the air and you can tell is 
bloody delighted. They dance around all you guys with appreciation. Oh, that's really sweet. I um, try and get into the room of the swaying. I don't do it very well, but I, I try. Yeah, I they play, uh, tune. Excellent. What tune would you like to play? Uh, it doesn't matter. I rolled a nat one. So Oof. it's, it's going to be something. I'm going to play Barbie Girl. Bit <laughs> 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 of aqua. <laughs> Man, sweet. Nat, Nat 20 on choice. That was, <laughs> that was literally the worst song I could just think of. No, nothing you've done has really caused uh, Tommy Hill to stop partying. Like, you made some of the trees lose rhythm, but they're still swaying everywhere. And like, oh, yeah, Jingle Jangle's back. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet. Stunzy uh, eats some mushrooms from his pouch and just really enjoys watching the trees dance. You see Jingle Jangle go over to the trees and give him a cuddle and start speaking to him. And you see the trees all part into a nice grassy field and say, You can rest here. It's lovely. Oh, but first, maybe one of you could use this. As the trees part way to make a path through the bush scrub, you can see a hiltless blade driven into stone. Oh, I walk over to investigate. An inscription on the stone states that only one who reveals their heart's desire can draw the blade from the stone. All right. I, um... Reveal my heart's desire to retrieve my bee brooch and keep my dearest friend safe, and I grab it. Is that your heart's desire? Absolutely. Yeah, it it slides out like it's been in butter for you. Damn! And now you have a hiltless blade. Fuck yeah. Wow, so no one ever tried that before? <laughs> we don't get many visitors up on Ptolemy Hill. It's the last person who was here was the one who left the sword. <laughs> he didn't put much effort into leaving it behind. Is the, is the hilt invisible? No, oh. it is a hiltless blade. So it just wasn't in very far. Well, it had a hill. Oh, fuck. Um, can I ask the trees their opinion on hammocks? Are they pro-hammock or no? You don't need a hammock when I can offer you this. And you see a tree bend down and it offers you like a bushy hand for you to just sleeping i come flying past him and jumping <laughs> shotgun they all offer you um whatever you want i find tree the bush for sure farthest away from jester uh my tree forms sort of a hive shaped little bed and i give the tree a hug and i crawl inside that sweet um you can all go and have a long rest i need one person to roll a d20 sorry <laughs> Excellent. Uh, while I'm in my bed, I start to open up the bum bag and I shut it really quickly. You opened it just enough for Gumball to come out and pop his little head out. <gasps> he looks, shakes his head and jumps back in. Aww. If you need to go to the toilet in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that to Gumball. Uh, true, you'd have to let Gumball out first. Yeah. Go cool. the bag. You need to have a shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It is the next morning. Telling me Hill and Jingle Jangle are there to see you off. Where are you guys off to next? I don't even know what we're doing. Head north. If you're heading north, just be wary of Agdon Longscarf, leader of the Hergon Brigands. He's often spotted at the Brigands' Tollway. With his blue scarf and quickness, he's very hard to miss. The Tollway consists of old wooden catwalks encircling a large tree stump where the Brigands camp for the advantage of high ground. Oh. 
Sweet. Ooh, feels uh, like he cuts a striking figure. Looks like we're going there because just a tip kind of has a fetish for killing rabbits at the moment. Now, Jingle Jingles, you have nothing to fear. We've taken care of everything and we'll continue to do so. You're safe now. Thanks, I appreciate it, but I don't think I'll be leaving Talamy Hill anytime soon. We'll Looking bring you there. Yeah. We'll make yeah. it safe and we'll let you know when it is. You'll know when it's safe. <laughs> you'll know. Oh, you'll know. <laughs> And I say, be happy, and I walk, and my beard stays, and then my beard slowly follows me. <laughs> that was great. We could ask Jeff what, what, what's the next game plan. Well, didn't you cunts want to go up to see the prophetic serpent up at the north northeast? We sure That's did. Right. Yeah, the pathetic the serpent. <laughs> the thing is here, I would get him to roll. Uh, the next best person is probably... Who's got the next closest connection to snails by the bay or love dart or that stupid snail? Probably oh, yeah. Schwangberry. I, I would have thought Schwang. Love dart and I have bonded. What the As fuck? You, just here? <laughs> <laughs> As you all exit Talamy Hill uh, around the scene where Jester, Schwangberry and uh, Love Dart got punted by the hill, you look around and can't seem to find Love Dart. He may have uh, scurried off. No wonder you can't find Love Dart. Sails snails on the bay. Since I can't see Love Dart, uh, and I know Felix has got a strong connection to him, I open the bum bag. You open the bum bag and out pops Felix. I was hoping for gumball, but fine. <laughs> as soon as oh. Felix drops out, I smash him over the head of my glass bottle. Yeah, I stab him with my key dagger. <laughs> I set him on fire with my matches. <laughs> I try to open him with this key that just looks pretty. <laughs> Leave, leave this leave this in. Yeah, leave this in, Dishy. <laughs> uh, Felix, you look around and notice there's a distinct lack of love dart to be seen. Give me a survival Wait. check. Oh. And you can do one as well, Schwangberry. That one. I pat him on the shoulder. I rolled a not much better with a nine. That's fine. With a nine, you just look up, lift your head slightly higher, and notice <laughs> you can see a big giant snail moving at 10 feet, not too far off, heading in the northeast direction. Oh, snails on the bay! Love starts over there, dumbass. He hasn't gotten very far. I cast my cantrip message and I point a finger towards the creature within range and whisper a message. I whisper to it, I'm like, snails on the bay, stop for the moment so we can catch up. You see its little eyeballs, like, look around, wondering where the noise is coming from, and it starts dashing. <laughs> I casually stroll to catch up. I can cast it as well. So you guys just see me running after Snail that may point my finger at it, and I keep saying the same message. Stop, Snails, and they may stop. I'm trying to catch up. Why are you running away? <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to say you all catch up to Love Dart and jump on him. There's a little fairy dragon with you now, but he'll fit because I'm pretty sure he's oh. considered tiny. Oh, Jeff, did you see me disappear into that bum bag? Yeah, I fucking did, mate. It was great. I give him the shaka bras. Shaka! Shaka! Does Sweet. Jeff have, hey, have the digits met- to reciprocate that? Any talons or fingers to give shakas? Uh, yeah, I'll see if I've got a picture of him. Oh, he could totally give shuckers. He can totally what? do it. Oh, my God. He's got a better mustache than Schwangberry. <laughs> that sucks. Man, why is Jeff so attractive? <laughs> this is the first time that you're really taking in Jeff, and you see he's changed quite a bit. Have you hit puberty, Jeff? Mate, a lot's happened. He will fill you in. You two are just chatting away on the snail as you're cruising along. I'm talking about the intricacies of snails growing mustaches like Jeff has. 
after some time, as you're traversing through the muddy swamp, you start to see some imp-like shapes begin to form from the mud and five mud methods emerge from the muck around you. You and your snails are on our turf. Either answer our riddle or we'll drag you into the mud. <laughs> What's the mud method's favourite food? You all get one guess. <laughs> Mud method, it sounds more like the grapefruit method to me. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Turf insinuates that there's grass involved. You're in the fucking mud. Answer our fucking riddle or else you'll pay the price. I gesture at the other guys to gesture to answer. Roll initiative just to see who goes first. Guess the mud method's favourite food. He points at Jester. You. What's our favourite food? Listen here. You you yourself... Don't Four, even know what your favorite three, food is. It's roots. Two. Roots. Wrong. Uh, give me an acrobatics check as he picks up some sludge and mud and flings it at your face. 16. Yeah, you definitely dodge out of the way of this muck coming at your face. You, blue guy. And he points at Stunzy. What's our favorite food? Um, Mud. Oh, funny guy. They all pick up some mud and just fling it at you. Give me an acrobatics check. <laughs> Actually, I like being last. <laughs> this is a good one to be last. You also definitely dodge out of the way with a 15. Schwangberry, what's our favourite food, beard for say? Uh, is your favourite food cinnamon donuts? Wrong. And they all throw mud at you. Give me an acrobatics check. I go 10. You just pass dodge out of the way from their mud but some gets in your hair little fella what's our favorite food what's my favorite food no what's our favorite food but i bet you can't guess what my favorite food is four three two one grass wrong and they all fling mud at your face give me an acrobatics check oh no i haven't got good acrobatics oh yes 15 Uh, you also definitely dodge out of the way bird what's our favorite food frogs Incorrect. Give me an acrobatics check as they piv mud at you. This is a shit riddle. Oh, no. You have these piles of mud just come and cover your face. You are now blinded. Blinded creatures have attack rolls against the creature, have advantage, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage with the blindness condition. Covered in calm. Yeah, covered in mud calm. And someone else can have one more guess for Jeff. I look at him and I go, wait, wait, wait. I got it, guys. I've got it. I got it. What about... Goblin. Wrong. Goblin D's nuts. <laughs> uh, they hear you say that and chuck mud at your face again. Give me a acrobatics check. Oh, no. Um, Seven. You hear them say, it's fucking mud pies, you dickheads. And they all launch you looking to fight. Someone oh. said mud. Someone said yeah. mud. I not said mud pies. Mud, not oh. mud pies. It was a joke. Or I would have taken mud cake. So Edgelin and Felix are both blinded as mud splutters in their face. Jester, you're, you're first in the turn order with initiative 24. So we fight these clowns. They look like they're going to be aggressive. I will uh, splash water on uh, Felix's face. Where are you getting water from? My water skin. Um, yeah, all right. You can have a water skin and you can splash it in his face. That'll be your action. You can have a bonus action if you want. Hey, I got a water skin in my backpack. What are you talking about? You oh, can't. Yeah, but you guys never skin. fill it up. We never have dinner. 
We never poop or pee. <laughs> do you want me to start playing? I demand, I demand poop and pee breaks when uh, we're moving around. Be careful what you wish for. We discussed this earlier. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, I, think... I just want consistency. <laughs> yeah, I think we should also have to pay tax. Yep. And, and get health yeah. insurance. There's bugs around here, so you He'd... could get like fake wild malaria. Yeah. Hey, yeah. shit. Could have a really bad trip and get fucked up for a week. So, Jester, what's your bonus action if you got one? I do not have a bonus action. I'm just going to wash his face out, and that's it. Uh, does it really gently. You are all on your snail. Edrilin is flying above the snail. Your turn as these mud methods start creeping in closer and closer. Okay, well, I'll get ready by casting Shillelagh on my quarterstaff. And I'm going to ready an attack. So if someone strikes at me, I will attack them. Okay. Uh, it is Jeff's turn. What the fuck is going on? And you see him just use a bonus action and turn invisible. What a pussy. <laughs> he just disappears. Okay. Hungry, you're up. Doesn't, I cast it doesn't bode fire. well. I uh, <laughs> notch an arrow and draw my bow, looking around at the uh, mud guys, and I ready an action. And if any of the trigger points for shooting one of them is if they make a hostile action that looks like it's going to harm uh, one of the players. Felix, it is your turn. All right, so I'm not blinded anymore. Nope. I'm just going to... I'll just blast Shoot away, my friend. 20. Uh, is there, none of them are injured yet, are they? Oh, sorry, I should uh, paint a scene. Your snail is surrounded by five mud methods. So which one would you like to hit? The one to the northeast. I say stay side. away from snails on the bay. 20 will hit. Do two damage. Sweet. It pops um, it. Doesn't affect it too much, but it's damage. Edrelin, the blind bird in the sky. Okay, I'll use my action to clean the mud off. Yeah, and sweet. I guess I'll just fly up a bit higher so they can't hit me hopefully. So you're going to fly another 15, 20 feet in the air or how high do you want to go? I'll just fly to like 30 feet. Sweet. So you're sitting 30 feet in the air after you've mm -hmm. cleaned your face. Yeah. It is the Mud Method's turn. You see they all crowd around the snail. The one closest to Felix is going to reach out and try and smack him with a muddy fist. Alright, that would trigger my action. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, my, I'm waiting for them to attack me. So. You will be attacked at some point. Strangberry, were you waiting to see if you get attacked or if it just attacks No, anyone? I said anyone of the party. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so I rolled a 24 to hit and 11 piercing damage. 11 damage is not too shabby as Damn this me. arrow pierces through this uh, little mud method. That's a nice chunk of damage. I was um, ready for this motherfucker. But uh, that doesn't stop it from rolling a 22 and punching Felix in his face. Oh, damn! Yeah, 22 hits. For seven damage. Seven oh. bludgeoning damage. The other two mud methods that are surrounding Schwangberry saw him uh, hit their friend and are both going to swing out at him. At that jester. So the first one rolls a 15 and the second one rolls a 10. All right, first hits, second doesn't. Nice. Second one swings and misses and the first one hits you for, once again, seven damage. No worries. The two mud methods near Stunzi are going to step up. One will swing at Jester. Yeah, uh, an eight, <laughs> I assume, is not going to hit. No, it's not going to hit. And the other one directly in front of Stunzi will swing 13. Does not hit, and that triggers my attack. Excellent. Go for it. Oh, eight. Uh, eight. You swing out with your shillelagh and miss. 
Oof, you're too low. Come up, come high. <laughs> yeah, you guys are swinging down and they're punching up. Uh, Jester, your turn. You're yeah. now all surrounded by mud methods, except for really Edgelin because he's uh, up in the air and no one knows where Jeff has gone. Nah, I'll attack the one that attacked me. Yep, go for uh, it. With, with my rapier. There's a 20 hit. You know it. For seven damage. Seven damage is nice. And then I'll do that other, the bonus action thingamajig with my dagger. So in your offhand, you rip out your dagger and stab in. Yep. 17 will hit. Me too. Sweet. You see this mud method is looking a little bit hurt, but not overly concerned just yet. Yeah. I should have rolled an issue if his nails on the bay. Dash love died. He's not going to do anything. Canonically, he just retreats into his shell. Stunzi, you're up. All right, I'm just going to strike out again at this one nearest to me that I missed earlier with Marshallaley. 22 is going to 22. <sighs> Four damage. Four damage. Not big damage, but it's damage. So how many of them are hurt so far? Three. The one above Stunzi, the one below Stunzi, and the one in front of Felix are hurt. The two around Schwangberry uh, have not taken any damage just yet. But um, that is hopefully about to change as you see... Jeff hop up from behind a mud muffin and goes, surprise, motherfucker. You see him rip out a tiny little sword, which would be a dagger in anyone else's hands, but he calls it a tiny little sword <laughs> and he stabs out. Fucking awesome. You fuck him up, Jeff. Fuck him up. Just step, step. Yeah. Jeff does hit and does 10 damage to the mud method right in front of uh Fuck yeah. Right in Jeff, front of Schwanberry. Jeff, 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 Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That'll end Jeff's turn. Schwanberry, you're up. Uh, well, I, I see that from Jeff and I, I'm inspired and I lift my hand in front of my face and say when our mustaches combine and four bees go in between my main fingers and I punch that same mud method in the face when our mustaches combine that's called a kiss Dang it. Uh, 13 to hit. It's got to hit. All right. The unarmed strike does zero damage because I'm so weak. Uh, however, you know what? the bee sting using gathered swarm does 1d6 piercing damage, which is four. So four damage. Cool. Oh, that's great. When, like, in a few years' time, and we're super famous from our uh, D&D podcast, we need someone who loves this show, so the, this podcast so much that they've gone back to listen to these shitty early episodes, and they need to make fan art of that. <laughs> Jeff and Schwangberry and Jeff kissing, kissing with their, <laughs> yeah, with their mustaches entangled and entwined. I mean, oh, Schwangberry is very popular. Yeah. Uh, Edgerall was making moves on him earlier. <laughs> I feel like you're making moves on Jeff. Anyway, Felix. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, so I look at these two mud methods in front of me, yep. and I'm going to cast sleep with warlocks. Also, you always cast at the highest spell slot, so it's a second level spell slot, so it's a 78. 35 hit points. I go with the one with the lowest HP first, don't I? Go with the lowest HP. You see the one directly in front of you start snoozing on the job, and the other one is still awake. Damn it. Edrelin, you can see in your 30 feet in the air, literally have a bird's eye view of, of this uh, punch on, of yes. this fight. Uh, I'm going to dive bomb this one in front of me. That's not going to hit. A nine will not hit, my friend. Uh, yes, I can make another unarmed strike as a bonus section, so I will do that. 23. Yeah. That's that will hit. hit. Ooh, seven damage. That's not too bad. 
you dive bomb the one just directly below you that's behind Stunzi and uh, punch into its muddy guts and it is looking rather hurt. So you're hovering there right in front of his face. Yeah, I'll just hang out with him. Don't don't hit me, bro. <laughs> don't hit me, bro. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to start with the one that's sleeping. He's just sleeping, oh so he does nothing. We move over to the one right next to him, which is facing Stunzi, and he... And mm-hmm. on his turn, start of his turn, I realise the spores that are surrounding me are just, like, kind of chilling there and not doing their job, so I, I clap my hands and they wake up and realise that uh, I can use my reaction to, on the start of his turn, cause 1d4 damage. So he takes two necrotic damage if it fails a con save. Con save. Uh, yeah, if I con roll a seven. He um, chokes on some spores after he coughs up a bit of uh, gunk from his muddy face. Actually, this works nicely. He will go... <laughs> it belches viscous mud into your face. Uh, you need to give me a dexterity saving throw. Come on, dex save. Ooh, 19. Yeah, you see this thing belch out its gross little mud, but you are able to dodge out of the way. In fact, all of them are going to start belching mud. So, Schwangberry, the one closest to you, is going to try and vomit up some gunk on you. Okay. Deck save. I got a 19. You save. Jester. I got a 14. You save. Now, Edrilin, a... Are you still like hovering in there or have you landed? Uh, I think I'm always hovering, but yes, I'm almost right. at ground level. Yeah. Cool. Um, they, The one nearest you faces you and vomits its mud breath towards you. <laughs> Give me a death save. Ooh, that's no good. Uh, you see that with a seven, this vile mud just envelops you and you become uh, restrained by this mud and you drop to the ground. You, your knees buckle a bit and it hurts a tiny bit. Okay. It's three damage worth, um, but you're restrained. The restraint condition for those uh, playing at home, dash Edrelin. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> your creature speed becomes zero. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage and oh. the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. The creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. And how do I get out of that? Uh, you just repeat your saving throw at the end of each of your turns. Excellent. Jester, you're up. Sweet. The one I hit last time, I'll still hit him again with the rapier. The one Save. just above Stunzi, you hit with 13. Sweet. Nine damage. Kill this mud method. I slice pieces of mud off him with the rapier, and then I will stab out at this uh, this other one above, uh, what's that guy's name with the beard? Schwangberry. I want to use my key dagger. In your offhand, you rip out your new gift from Jingle Jangle and stab out and automatically hits and does one damage. Sweet. So you drop one and stab into another. Nice turn. Stunty, you're up. I will just strike out at this one beneath me with my shillelagh-infused quarterstaff for a, an eight. Eight's not going to do it, mate. Yeah, bugger. Sweet. It is Jeff's turn. Jeff has a Jeff. very wide grin on his face. He's uh, seemingly enjoying himself as he uh, rips out his little sword again and takes a stab. A 21 will hit and 10 damage is going to fuck up this mud method as he stabs through its back. Oh, nice. Schwang, Barry, you're up. I punched the same one in the face with uh, another round of B-knuckles, but this time with my left hand. Okay. For a... Oh, that <laughs> one... <laughs> And that one, you slap yourself in the face, but it does no damage. Yeah, I just totally bitch slapped myself. The one in front is, or the one next to Stunzi and the one Jeff has been beating up is looking real bloody hurt. 
Felix, your turn. Cool. Uh, not the one sleeping. I'll hit the one next to Stunzi. Yeah, not the one directly in front of you, the one that's uh, 10 feet away. Yeah. That misses. Cool. Eight. Edrelin, give me a dexterity saving throw. As this Seven mud day. hardens around you, you just uh, are like, oh yeah, it's fucking mud. And lift your arms up and the mud drops off you. And that will be the Beautiful. end of your turn. Okay. Uh, you see these mud methods uh, seeing one of their buddies die, one is on death's door, and one's falling asleep, like, yeah, we're fucking out of here. And they all, except for the one sleeping, they disengage and jump into the mud and blend in with the muck. Trixie little bastard. Except for the one that's asleep. Except for the one that's asleep. We're going to fuck him up. Cool. Jester, you're up. Swing with advantage. Swing with advantage. It's even better. It's asleep. 15 will hit. Six, Six damage. damage. You stab into this mud method as it wakes up and shrieks out in pain. Bonus action and use my dagger again. <laughs> the key. One, and take another one damage off him. This mud method is looking a bit hurt. Stunzi, you're up. Yeah, I'll shift across on the snail so oh, I can reach him. Fuck me. I forgot to do the cool thing when they die. Boo. 15. Yeah, 15 will hit. Eight damage. Oh, this guy is on death's door. Bring it home, Jeff. Just like, <laughs> fuck yeah. He comes over to this guy and stabs into him. And he hits, doing seven damage. He just stabs straight into him, almost goes right through his muddy body and getting Jester. And as this mud method dies, he bursts into mud. Um, and mud explodes everywhere. Everyone give me a dex saving throw. <sighs> It doesn't actually matter. You just get restrained. Everyone except Felix passes. So you just see Felix is there covered in mud. It's just like is their he, mud breath, really. Is Ew. he restrained? He is restrained. Uh, we all leave. Yeah, to kick him off the snail. <laughs> we really mean to Felix. Would you prefer we put you back in the bag? Or leave you there? Does it want the bag? G'day, it's Chris, your DM. We hope you are enjoying listening to Roll for Stupid. If you are, we'd love it if you could take a moment to subscribe and review us on your favorite streaming platform. While you're there, check out Necromantic Empire, a TTRPG podcast using whatever rules they want and as loosely as they see fit. Here's a little taste of their show. Welcome to the Necromantic Empire. The Necromantic Empire is an RPG podcast where we get to view what it's like to be an NPC as they work for the evil boss trying to take over the world. And join us as we follow these spell components through their daily work regiment. The Necromantic Empire is available on Spotify, Apple, Audible, and more. You can find the Necromantic Empire on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Reddit. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash time of your half-life. We appreciate you. You traverse a little bit longer in the mud and come to a familiar site, an O-Well. As you walk past the O-Well, you can see a four-foot-tall, ugly ape-like creature with extended forearms ending in clawed hands that looks like it weighs no more than 60 pounds, which is around 25 kilos. It has a gold-flecked purple jewel embedded in its forehead and appears to be attempting to get some trinkets around a geyser near an O-Well, but there's a will-o'-wisp flying around it trying to keep it at bay. Sweet, I yell out to the willow wisp. Is this creature bothering you? Yes. What's the stuff? I then look at Felix and I say, shoot it. I'm like, hold your horses, hold your horses. We don't know whose side we're on here yet. We've got the wisp and this other ugly ass beast. I forgot he was in the bag. You know what? Shrewberry, shoot it. 
what are you talking about? What's wrong with this creature? The wisps were people. We went past one where you're in the bag and they've got their trinkets there. They're actually people turned into wisps. Well, what's this big creature? How do we know that's not a person? It's a small, ugly creature. It looks like it's trying to grab the trinkets. It's just like swatting away at the wisp. It doesn't look like it's attacking it. It looks like it's trying to steal the trinkets. It's the wisp's trinkets and it's trying to steal the trinkets. But why? Because it's a fucking weird-looking creature. What happens if it's the creature's trinkets? shiny things. So I shoot it. You shoot the creature? Yep. Say, hold your horses. We don't know what's going on here. Hey, man, Jester told me to. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Always a good idea to shoot the creature. I look at Jeff going, Jeff, should we shoot the creature? I don't fucking know. I don't know what that thing is. For those of you playing at home, it looks like uh, the statues that come to life in Ghostbusters 1. So you're going to try and shoot it? This is probably a mistake, but I rolled a 12 to hit. Yeah, you hit this thing. Uh, I do nine piercing damage. Nice. Uh, Solid hit. You hit this little uh, ugly looking ape-like creature and it just turns around and like hisses at you. After it hisses at you, it goes back to trying to grab the trinkets. It really wants the trinkets. Damn. Can I do like an insight check or anything with this situation? 17 to hit. <laughs> Hold on, we'll let Felix go first. <laughs> I want to cast, before he does that, I'm going to cast message and I want to ask this thing, point it and ask it in particular. I'm like, show us a sign. Are these trinkets yours? You hear back in your head, but you don't know what it's saying. Language that you'd never heard before. That sounds a little bit demonic. It responds back to you. That's interesting. I don't understand it. So, yeah, go ahead, shoot it. And Jester 17 will hit. Yeah, it took five damage. It turns back to you and is looking very hurt now and really, really is thinking twice about trying to get this trinket. It is looking really hurt and it's uh, it's starting to look a little bit scared now, but it also yeah, is looking at the trinket. <laughs> he wants to kill it once it's scared. I believe Stunzy fireballed the bastard too. Yeah, I'll, I'll let it fly. 18 will hit with a fireball. Four, 10 damage. That's good. Uh, You see this little creature just um, shriek out as it catches on fire. And a uh, tiny purple jewel with gold flecks pings on the floor, which was embedded in its forehead. Nice. I'll walk up and talk to the Will-O-Wisp. Thanks for getting rid of that thing. He's trying to get my trinkets. Yeah, no, we ran past an Orwell a couple of days back or yesterday and, yeah, chat to them and they uh, told us that your trinkets were very important to you. So is it just you here by yourself or? Yeah, I'm a little died here. That's a bit sad. Now that <laughs> this thing's died here, will its soul become a will-o'-wisp? No, it didn't drown from an Orwell. To be honest with you, I don't think that thing's from around here. Yeah, have you seen them? You haven't seen them much? No, can't say I have. Yeah, okay, two is. Hmm. Do you want to drown and join me? If I end up drowning, if I want to go that way, I promise I'll drown at this oh well, so you're not alone, okay? Sweet, thanks, bud. Can <laughs> I do an arcana check on the jewel? Sure. It's a three. It's I a, have no idea. It's a pretty jewel. Are you grabbing it after that three? Yep, I'd pick up the jewel. As soon as you touch the jewel, a bright light envelops everyone. You all open your eyes. And in front of you is a scene that you haven't seen before. Mm. 
four figures watch as a young woman with raven black hair attempts to cast a spell only to be knocked backwards as it explodes in her hands. The girl cries at her burnt palms, while three of the figures, a slack-jawed toad, a veiled skeleton, and a rosy-cheeked woman with a wind-up key in her back cackle at her failure. The fourth figure, their hunched and elderly mother, is just disappointed. Each of the three daughters goes up in turn and shows off their own seemingly effortless spellcasting. As they do, they each mock the girl with raven black hair who they call Natasha. Their mother simply observes. You see the little girl look up, tears in her eyes, as if she can see you guys. Does she look like the girl that Felix followed back in the day? Zabilna. Zabilna is a woman. This is a little girl. I mean, the um, I mean, the, the little, girl little girl that he left the carnival with. Oh, the little toad girl. No, pig face girl. Oh, uh, pig girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you said, you possibly. said Natasha, right? I did say Natasha. All right. Just <laughs> Tasha's hideous laughter, cauldron thing. Well, Tasha's hideous laughter was going to be one of the consequences with the mirrors if we had to fuck it up. This girl with black hair is crying, looking at her palms, and she looks up and seemingly can see you guys, even though you all look around and you're incorporeal. It's like you're in disembodied voice. Okay, I point a finger again, I cast message, and I whisper in her ear, Is there any way we can help you? Can I help you somehow? She screams a blood-curdling scream. She watches you intently as you enter a state of focus, channeling your intentions. She studies your every move, hungry to learn as you release the spell into her mind. She doesn't respond to your message, but her eyes light up as determination washes over her face. She steps back up and summons a closet that promptly steals her hat and runs off with it. The raven-haired girl chases after it. While the elderly mother gleams with pride, the other daughters silently fume at being upstaged by their sister. Do we know anything about? Do we know anything about the hags and what they look like? I think we just learnt. Yeah. Have they got a good figure, like an hourglass? And with that, we're going to end the session. Oh, nice, good oh, session. Roll for Stupid is Brenna Stunzi, Dennis Felix, Lewis Zedrelin, Macca is Jester, Tim is Schwangberry, and I'm your DM Chris. Our intro song is If You Were God by Wild Meadows. If you liked what you heard, please like and follow us on social media and make sure you listen to the end for some extra content. Cheers. I much prefer the food blue waffles. All I'm thinking about is the movie The Lemon Stealing Whore. Uh, Is that a porto? (laughs) It's a porto. (laughs) The Lemon Stealing (laughs) Whore. Have you not seen it? (laughs) No. Why would we? (laughs) No, but it's like a clip of it. Like, you've done the whole board. Like, it's it's like a meme and it's from a porno. Yeah. Okay, I gotta look this up. I'm I'm posting it in the thing. We got the background music for uh, for the podcast. And this is how we got banned from Spotify.